Welcome to Home Office. I'm Mark Legere. And I'm Sharice Lutzen. Hello, Sharice. Hey, Mark. Yes. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. It's, it's Friday. <laughs> what, what more can you say other than it's, it's Friday? It's Friday. It's been a long week. Um, but we're here in the office. That's nice. We're actually sitting across from each other, which is really strange. It's really strange. We've been talking from across the streets. Yeah. At this point. And, you know, Sharice, the last time, uh, the last time we talked about vacations... Um, you had to do a staycation that more or less took place on your back deck. Yes, more or less, yeah. Yeah, and starting next next week on July the 3rd, we, are, we have the Atlantic Bubble, mm-hmm. the subject of our podcast today. And so I'm interested in hearing about your staycation plans now that uh, things have opened up to PEI in Nova Scotia. Yeah, so in a couple of weeks, I'll be taking an extra long weekend. Um, a friend and I are going to be going to Halifax for... Uh, a weekend we got the hotel booked we are gonna go do some shopping as one does uh, check out some restaurants some uh, some cocktail places it's it's gonna be just a nice weekend away yeah and one well, now that um, I mean we're just getting in news it's it's Friday when we're recording this intro and we're getting news now not just an Atlantic bubble uh, but in both provinces in PE or sorry not in PEI but in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia uh, things are opening up even more. All New Brunswick businesses are able to be open. Um, uh, further loosening of restrictions in Halifax so that when you go down in a couple of weeks, you know, bars are going to be at full capacity, restaurants at full capacity, um, still with social distancing. But yeah. I suspect the Halifax that you're going to see in a couple of weeks looks very different than, one, than the one of a month ago when they were still in the midst of, of really trying to wrestle with this pandemic. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely, I think it's going to be a little bit weird, right? Because we spent the past couple of months being told, like, don't go outside, you know, be super cautious. And of course, we still got to be super cautious. But, you know, it's like we've been told to stay in our homes for so long. So being, you know, going into a Halifax that's, you know, all, pretty much back to normal is going to be, I think I think it's going to be weird, especially to people who live there. I can only imagine what it'll be like for uh, Derek and Trevor. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, yeah. and uh, uh, hopefully you'll pay those guys a visit. Derek and Trevor are Halifax uh, reporters. Yes, I'm going to definitely, uh, I'm going to reach out to them. Maybe we can meet up for some drinks, meet in person. Meet in person. Can you imagine? Right? Yeah. Because we just, ha- we, they just joined our, our team, like literally, like just maybe a couple months before this all happened. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, it actually was just before this happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I get to finally meet them. Yeah, well. And um, on, on today's show, we um, we talked to Victoria Clark, who is the uh, executive director of Discover St. John. And we talked to uh, Ross Jefferson, who's the uh, CEO of Discover Halifax. Um, and, and we had a great chat. It was like it was like a chat between old friends because Ross actually is a, he's a St. Johner. And he had been in Victoria's role at Discover St. John until he moved to Halifax to take on uh, that role there. Um, so we, we were able to have a nice chat about Halifax and St. John and New Brunswick and Nova Scotia. And, and they, they mentioned that this is one of, their, one of their great challenges now is we've been telling everybody to stay home. Mm-hmm. And now we're telling people to go out and enjoy the region again and not just your own hometown but um, you know New Brunswickers take a take a vacation in Nova Scotia Nova Scotians you know come come on over to New Brunswick and, and obviously throwing uh, Prince Edward Island in, in into that mix as well for for maritimers um, but yeah no it's it's uh, it's gonna be a different world starting next week it will be yeah. it's exciting now one question that I had uh, for Ross and Victoria uh, that I think I'd like to end on with you before we jump to the conversation with them is um, I was really curious to know, you know, where they'd be interested in taking staycations. So what would they do uh, here in, in Atlanta, Canada, and the Maritimes themselves? But I was also kind of curious to know, because it's on my mind, uh, when you decide to take that first international vacation that's, you know, I'm not going to say the Maritimes isn't exotic, Sharice, but, oh, you know, course. but, uh, you know, we do like to get outside the region. That's fun, too. And uh, they were, uh, they were very good um, heads of their you know tourism agencies and I can tease them here now um, I could not get them to say where they would like to go outside I think I think Ross might have confessed to wanting to go see family in Ontario but I think that's as far as I could get them oh come on guys I know and uh, but so Sharice I'm going to throw the question at you uh, when the bubble expands and it could be a long time from now to include the United States and to include the rest of the world uh, where's the first place you're going to go Boston 
Boston and why is that? I have uh, some family down there that I'm really close with. I'm really, I'm very tight with my Boston cousins. Um, and I've been going down there, I think for the past five years, once a year, and they always come up here a couple times a year. Um, in fact, that staycation I took it back in May was really the week that I was supposed to go down and spend with them. And they usually around this time as well come up too. So it's been really, you know, we've been FaceTiming a lot, you know, but it's not the same. So it's, uh, that's probably the first uh, trip I'm gonna make when we can safely uh, travel to the States. Yeah, and, and if you, th you throw that question back at me, you, you got me to thinking, cause I actually, when I asked Ross and, and uh, Victoria that question, I didn't have a good answer myself as to where I would go. Right. But hearing you talk makes me think, of course, it's Boston for me too. Hell yeah! For for very different reasons than you, I like I also have like kind of a you know I've been going to actually going to Boston all my life, most of my life since I was seven or eight years old, and for the last I'm going to say forty three years, I'll put that on it, and uh, so I'm basically telling you my age, which is fifty one. <laughs> uh, I've gone to see Red Sox games every summer for the last 40, 44 years. Wow. And this is going to be the first one that I don't go, I don't travel to Boston to see a game in August. Uh, and so that's, that's a big deal for me too. I have that longstanding attachment to Boston, as a lot of people in the Maritimes do. We all, a lot of us have those strong connections there. Um, so I'm getting, I'm getting a little weepy now, Sharice, talking about my lost trip to Boston. Me and too. I think you are too. Yeah. So I think, you know, before we uh, break down the puddle of tears over our lost trip to uh, Beantown, I think uh, we should go to our conversation with Victoria and Ross. I think we should. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Hi, Ross. Hi, Victoria. Hey, Hello, Mark. Mark. How are you guys doing today, Victoria? You're, uh, where, where are you right now? I am in City Hall in St. Awesome, St. John, New Brunswick. And what are you looking at? And that's a leading question, Victoria, because you're probably looking at the same thing as I do when you look out the window. Well, do you know what? Uh, you and I are in different industries, so I'm going to say that I'm looking over a beautiful historic skyline that includes one of the few completely <laughs> intact Carnegie libraries, also known as the St. John Art Center. <laughs> and you, you know what me, you know, the, the cynical journalist is looking at. I'm, I'm looking out at the fog um, and Ross, I know you know the fog so well, but you know Victoria, we you know we can always spin these things the right way. Because when I was coming into, I was coming into the city today, because um, I'm actually staying out um, at uh, at my cottage right now to help uh, sort of we were sort of have them out there to help take care of the kids. And when I was driving over the Harbor Bridge and uh, and I saw the fo the fog hit me on the way in, I, I always think of that Disney Cruise promotion. Uh, that they did years ago around the, you know, when they, when they, they sold St. John to, to their, you know, to their customers and to their cruisers, they, they sold the charm of the fog. They did. Well, do you know what the magic was? And it can only happen with Disney that the cruise ship uh, came and uh, when they were about to disembark, uh, they came in in the fog into our beautiful Harbor on the highest tides on the planet. And, uh, when they went to disembark, the, the fog lifted and they had actually marketed the fog to their passengers as cloud kisses. And so between cloud kisses, which, you know, we would say like, oh, my hair is going to get wrecked today. They're like, oh, I can't wait to be kissed by the clouds. And then just the magic of, of having a veil of, uh, of fog lift and reveal the city as they come into our harbor. I mean, thanks, Disney. Well, I know that actually, I was trying to, I actually did a search for, because I actually wrote something about it years ago, and I did a search for it and couldn't find it. And I was trying to remember, it was the Cloud Kisses uh, image image that, that that stayed in my mind. And and uh, also appropriately beside me, another plug for local before we move, you move to Ross briefly, is um, I have a Foghorn Coffee sitting beside me, a Japanese Foghorn Coffee. So, oh, on brand, Mark. Bravo. Totally on brand. So, Ross, tell us about Halifax this morning. What's it like there? Uh, well, it is actually uh, beautiful and sunny. And, you know, I, I have to say, as you're speaking about uh, the fog and the Foghorn Coffee and, uh, and St. John, I, I have really fond, uh, fond memories uh, and share those experiences as well. It's beautiful here in Halifax today. Um, uh, sunny and uh, I think in the uh, mid 20s, uh, going to the high 20s maybe later on. So uh, just a, a fantastic day. I'm, I'm overlooking uh, Parade Square in front of City Hall right now, just, uh, just up from our waterfront. Yeah, and I know that um, that that Ross too, and I don't know if I'm going to out you to you know to your to your Halifax community there, but but you're but you're from the St. John area, so we still claim you as our own. 
Yeah, you know, I I, I, I love it. I'm back uh, quite often. We still have family there. Uh, really special place in my heart. I, you know, really come to appreciate the, you know, all of the, the Maritimes, how beautiful a place uh, it is that we live in. Well, and let's mention also that Ross is my predecessor. So Ross uh, started Discover St. John and uh, held the wheel here for the first five years. And uh, I've been here for the second five years. And for both of you, are you just both uh, back in back in the office recently, or have you have you been kind of working out of the offices since uh, since the the pandemic uh, hit? Well, here uh, we're back in the office. Uh, here we're, we've got a staggered approach to coming back in. Um, things are really coming back to to life uh, here in Halifax now. And uh, but we, like everybody else, we we've been out of the office really since uh, March seventeenth. Uh, and uh, mostly working from home, but uh, you know things are really, really coming back to. Uh, I hate to use the term, but the, coming back to a new normal, but really feeling like almost like a normal right now. And I know uh, when we when we started this uh, show, actually, we started it in the in the pandemic, and uh, and we actually named it um, Home Office because all of us, most of us, were working from home at the time and now we're, we're back into our offices and I'm kind of back and forth between the cottage and here but I'm I'm actually in the office here to myself uh, tell me what it was like for for both of you to to work at a home with with families around you what was your situations uh well for me um I had to say that uh, I was never been more grateful to live in the Maritimes and to live in New Brunswick. Um, I got to uh, be locked down in what I would consider my dream home, overlooking the beautiful Canabacasis River. But, uh, you know, it's a matter of having uh, four working people trying to, you know, have space and and uh, and respect that people weren't just working from home, but that people were working uh, during a global pandemic. And so that was felt in my home, but then I was respecting that that's what was being felt in the homes of my entire staff that run from folks that are home with small children. I'm home with two 20 year olds. Uh, so, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't have anybody jumping in my lap mid zoom call. Um, but on my team, I had people that were home with, you know, from toddlers to, you know, to partners in their eighties. So, um, you know, people really did have a varied experience, but, but like I said, we, you know, I felt safe here in New Brunswick and, uh, and was very grateful to be living here. Yeah. I, and I, I wasn't, oh, sorry about that, Ross, you go ahead. Yeah, I, I would, I would echo. I mean, I think I, I felt personally very fortunate. Uh, it was myself and, and Rebecca and, uh, um, our work environment was great. I had a fantastic coworker uh, for uh, for the three months, but you know, we really did uh, recognize that uh, how different the the circumstances are for uh, members of your team or or others out there that that have different circumstances. Uh, I had a lot of uh, respect for those people that were juggling uh, families and other duties at the same time as you know, childcare and all those other things were impacted. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, although it was, um, it felt easy for myself, I, I recognize it was incredibly uh, um, varied experience for others. And that was a challenge, right? Leading a team. Um, it, and it's, I mean, it's not over yet, but you know, leading a team through this is, is respecting that, you know, you're not living through everyone else's experience. So um, it's been, it's been, uh, uh, it's been quite an interesting HR experience. No, for sure. And I mean, I, we, we were in that situation where, where we did have the, the little kids <laughs> jumping into our laps. I think that's why we're now kind of like, I had to give up recording the podcast at home for that reason. <laughs> I had to come into the office for this. Um, well, thanks a lot, you know, and, and for joining me and, and we'll kind of, we might as well just kind of dive into things here now. I know, now I know in, 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 in Nova Scotia, Ross, we had, you know, people like, uh, you know, Don Mills, um, you know, pushing for this uh, Atlantic bubble and hoping that, uh, you know, it had come sooner. But, but how, uh, tell me how you guys felt when you, when, you, when you heard the news that we were going to open up the provinces to, uh, to, to outside tourists from our neighboring provinces. Well, look, I, I mean, we've, we've always taken, and I think everybody in our industry, and I, I assume this is across the Maritimes, it certainly was here in Halifax. Um, first and foremost, everyone really cares about our communities, the, the, the communities that we live in. So, you know, that, that obviously was uh, paramount. And, and although incredibly hard on our in industry, uh, I think we had really full support that, it, you know, we, we had to wait for the right time uh, and to be able to partner with the right markets to be able to open up. The, the last thing that we want to do is hurt our communities. 
and it, not only our communities, but it's going to hurt our own businesses as well. So there's been tremendous support. We submitted a, a plan to our government um, uh, actually for, for the reopening with uh, a series of recommendations um, uh, for our own community, a series of steps and actions uh, to, to help open up for safe travel, um, of which one of the, the the, the pillars was opening to safe markets first. Um, so uh, we, we are delighted, obviously, that that, that that has opened up. But even before the, the bubble um, here in Nova Scotia, non-essential travel was not permitted as well. So we weren't uh, permitted to even travel within our own province up until recently. So those two steps forward have been quite significant for us. And I completely echo that. That's the same thing that's been happening in New Brunswick. And you know, uh, here in the Maritimes, uh, we had health authorities that uh, our citizens respected and our citizens uh, followed their directives. And so it was v- we had a very effective response to stay home and stay safe. You know, say, stay the blazes home. I love that in Nova Scotia. And uh, and so now it's about uh, being able to speak to people with a, a bit of a different language. We've been very effective at, at keeping people home. And uh, and now we'll have to uh, we'll have to look at uh, at visitor sentiment, whether it be to to leave your home province or to welcome those from others. And how how are uh, how are tourism businesses feeling? Are are they feeling optimistic that that opening things up in this way is going is going to work? Well, look, maybe I'll start with that. I, I, I you know, I, I don't want to uh, um, put rose colored glasses on. This is an incredible um, challenge right now for anyone that's working in the in the tourism industry. Um, you know, the the rubber tire market, the, the markets that are close to home and people driving uh, certainly is our largest uh, leisure market. You know, 57 percent of the, the visitors coming into Halifax are actually coming from uh, the Maritimes in the leisure category. But you got to really consider that uh, business travel is down. Um, there is a, a lot of uncertainty right now for visitors um, uh, who are uh, either concerned about um, uh, the COVID or they're uncertain about what's open or what the experience is going to be like. Uh, so that is really holding back uh, right now. And of course, for the last three months, we have been completely closed. I mean, there has been no no visitation uh, whatsoever. So the, you know that quarter... Uh, this quarter has really been uh, I- incredibly impacted. But I think, you know, there is certainly a lot more optimism. You know, three months ago, we were all talking about, do, do our provinces have enough ventilators? It is, you know, right. in, in many sense, uh, it is incredible how successful and how fast we've actually moved, I think, to the place that we're at. So for that reason, I am, I am optimistic, uh, despite, you know, the strong headwinds we all have. Well, and where and where we are in St. John, and the language that we've been using in New Brunswick is is the challenge of demand drivers. So, you know, as Ross was saying, everything was completely closed, and then we have all of these businesses innovating, and uh, you know, and trying to to figure out how they're going to reopen. And uh, what we're seeing in St. John, you know, opening at fifty percent capacity. If you're if you're in a restaurant that has uh, you know space, I mean, cafes are having a difficulty. Uh, reopening, you know, here in in St. John, one of our favorite places is Rogue Coffee, and it's this beautiful little hole in the wall, but it's not big enough to invite you back. And so, even if you said, you know, your your best case scenario was fifty percent capacity going forward for the next few months, um, that's without the demand drivers. Uh, Ross and I are in the business of driving demand, and so even if we're talking about visiting friends and family. Visiting friends and family, you know, this time of year is family reunions and weddings and those types of gatherings are, are just not really allowed at, at a large scale yet. Um, you know, before we even talk about business travel, um, so it'll, it'll be about those, some of those restrictions loosening uh, over the next couple of weeks and months. And and with, uh, with you know, Maritimers, um, when we do travel, we tend to, you know, we are in in the region, you know, we are going to see friends and family a lot. Um, how, how do you reorient people or do you need to reorient people around doing the kinds of staycations where where you're supporting, you know, uh, tourism businesses around the region? Well, I'll jump in with that. I mean, for us, um, you know, we were working hard to, you know, early on, we thought we were only going to be hosting people from within our own province. 
And so we went really hard uh, in, uh, in in forming our marketing messages about rediscovering St. John. And, and the province of New Brunswick was doing the same thing and is doing the same thing, which is reminding New Brunswickers that they are safe and then inviting New Brunswickers to rediscover uh, the province of New Brunswick and all that it has to offer. Um, so for us, we see, you know, great potential in being able to welcome more visitors and, uh, and, you know, maybe limited access outside the Maritimes is uh, maybe there's an uptick for that. You know, it, it is, I agree with Victoria. It, it is, um, it, it's very different in many regards as well. There's a lot of similarities, but um, you know, on the, in the silver lining, uh, there's less alternatives right now for many people for their vacation plans for this year uh, and leading into next. So uh, you've got a bit of a captive market. So w- while we think of, uh, you know, the Maritimes as the same ge- geographical market that we've uh, been marketing to, it's actually a different segment now that we're marketing to. We're marketing to uh, those that are considering vacations. I mean, traditionally, I think most rubber tire visitation between our regions has been event specific. It's been a wedding or a hockey game or a concert yes. or some kind of activity. And right now we're actually, uh, we're in a brand new territory where we're looking at capturing an entire week or two weeks of someone's vacation with some of those more quintessential um, experiences that you'd expect uh, people from further abroad to come um, and, and visit and want to to go to. We're actually promoting that now um, as the experiences uh, for, for Maritimers. So it, it is, uh, it's the same geographical market, but it's a really different way of uh, of, uh, of presenting our destinations. You know, Ross and I would never have normally been in the situations of promoting ourselves to our own cities. That's right. You know, I'm not, I, we're not in the business. I'm not in the business of inviting St. Johners to to St. John, um, but we're trying to re- reawaken that that interest and uh, and and hope that that uh, hope that that uh, it, I hope that that is what is uh, it goes viral. And I know, uh, and Victoria, I think um, you have it, it, a new initiative. It's it, is it called? Is it Base Camp? Is that what it's called? That's a uh, that's a program that's been started by the St. John uh, the St. John Hotel Association um, to create some itineraries. Um, Discover St. John has gone out with Still Awesome, and so we're talking about uh, all of the businesses and all the experiences and attractions in St. John that. Uh, you know, we may be looking at some of them a little bit differently, but, you know, if you go to the St. John Ale House, the food is going to be by Jesse Vergen, and it's still awesome. Uh, I have the scratches to show you that you can go over and see David Alston at Timbertop in Dominion Park, and the experience is still awesome. And, uh, and, and again, we hope that uh, that, that uh, coaxes people, you know, if, if it's within your means um, to go out and, uh, and spend some of your vacation dollars locally, and, uh, and I'm happy this year that we can say locally extends to the rest of the Maritimes. Yeah. And I, I, Victoria, actually, I'm going to get you to pause on that too. Cause you, we were actually supposed to, uh, to chat yesterday and, um, but you had a different kind of day planned and cause I would like to talk to both of you just a, a little bit about some of those, you know, specific kind of things that people can do. Um, so uh, Victoria, tell us a little bit about what you did yesterday. Well, um, for actually, for the, the the last two days, I've been in a partnership with Acadia Broadcasting, and Acadia Broadcasting uh, runs four radio stations uh, here in New Brunswick, and I've been taking on-air folks uh, out to appreciate what is available in our community. So, um, thir- Wednesday was Uptown St. John, and uh, we went everywhere from, you know, Rogue Coffee to art galleries to the boardwalk, and uh, yesterday was west, and so we started our day uh, paddling and going out to see some of the fossils that are in uh, Dominion Park, just off the coast there on the beautiful St. John River, and uh, then we packed her in and went to see uh, Karen Vickers McCaver, who's the Lornville Lobster Lady, and so you get to buy uh, lobster, fresh cooked lobster or raw lobster, uh, right off of her husband's fishing boat. And uh, then we uh, top that off with some ice cream from the pumpkin patch and you stand up there and uh, overlook the beautiful Irving Nature Park. And uh, and then the next stop, if your belly is full of lobster roll and ice cream, of course, the next thing you should do is hop into a harness and go and experience uh, Timbertop. And so Timbertop is a new uh, treetop uh, adventure experience that uh, Dave Alston, his team has created. And you know, the thing that I appreciated yesterday was not only 
um, you know, kind of getting my Ninja Warrior act on. Uh, I was really proud of myself. The, 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 uh, the, the, um, the tracks I was able to do was absolutely fantastic. And then I just got to appreciate, you know, really what I love in the Maritimes. You know, you have somebody that's been successful like Dave and he is now nurturing those future leaders. So, you know, whether you were being, uh, you know, checked in and their, their, their safety procedures are extraordinary uh, or whether you're like me where I overshot a zip line and had to come and be rescued by Jake and I have the scrapes to prove it. Um, you know, he's, he's nurturing the folks that in the future you're going to be speaking to on podcasts that are going to be leading great projects and, and great initiatives here in New Brunswick and beyond. Yeah, no, no, Victoria, um, I'm going to have to like, you know, set aside a, a grievance that I have because the, the <laughs> Acadia Broadcasting is actually, those radio stations are, are a partner uh, of Huddle now. <laughs> and uh, when I found out you were doing this yesterday, I thought, where was my invitation? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Ross, if you've, if you've been out to, when you've been back to St. John, uh, if you've actually gone out to Dave's business out there, um, I've actually, uh, we actually went as a huddle team and, and did his, uh, what's it, would you call it an obstacle course through the trees is the best way yeah, to describe it. Yeah, I got part yeah. way into like a, a, the black, um, Get out I, of I here. never got to the double, the never got to the, the re, the most difficult ones, but I got to some of the difficult ones. Um, and it is pretty, uh, pretty amazing, pretty amazing place. Have you I been there Ross on your that. trips home? I haven't been. It sounds like a, a great experience. I'll have to put it on my list. It's it should be on ride. your, well, and this is a question I'll ask you guys later, but I'll, I will want to know what your staycation ideas are for yourself. And Ross, that might be one for when you come back to St. John, uh, can you, uh, Ross, can you tell us, tell us a little bit of a flavor of what, you know, what you're sort of encouraging people to do in, in the Halifax area that they may not have thought to do? Yeah, you know, absolutely. And one of, one of the things that uh, is often uh, missed when we speak about Halifax, Halifax uh, is actually, uh, uh, you know, through amalgamation, it's, it's 210 communities. So we actually take in a geography that's larger than the size of all PEI. So when you think about the Eastern Shore, the experiences in the Eastern Shore or down around the St. Margaret's Bay um, and the Peggy's Cove coastal region, or whether it's in the Dartmouth, uh, at Halifax uh, downtown core, um, there just actually is, you know, there are so many experiences um, that um, we've got, a, you know, obviously a full, uh, a, a full dedicated site uh, to, the, you know, the five distinct regions here in, in HRM. Um, I, I would, I would love to, uh, uh, well, look, I'll just really encourage people to uh, to, to go uh, uh, check them out. If you're if you're coming to the region, you'll see uh, uh, so many experiences. We've been putting together specific itineraries to help, you know, in addition to just the experiences uh, individually, um, you know, really trying to help um, visitors plan, you know, a, a, a full day, a three day, a multi day um, a tour uh, of the region, uh, tying in some of the experiences. So, uh, uh, you know, I've got a long list of favorites. Uh, I, I often get in a lot of trouble when I start picking favorites, but, um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I, I've got a, a soft spot for, uh, uh, for, for, um, obviously the, the, the beautiful, um, regions uh, that we have, uh, the, the, the coastal regions, the rural regions, and of course the urban experience uh, and that you can get here in the waterfront is, um, you know, is, is obviously a great mix. It's part of what we believe is really the strength of, uh, of our region. And I think that that extends really through all the Maritimes as well. You know, you, you've got uh, regions that are large enough um, to have, you know, choice and activity and, and culture and communities that you want to participate in. Um, but yet still small enough that there's a sense of community and space uh, and, and choice um, beyond just, you know, urban experiences. You know, we've got those open, wide open, beautiful uh, coastal experiences as well. When I know, like, you know, and I think, you know, all three of us know this so well, and it, it's, 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 it's true of this, of this region. You can have those urban experiences. You can be a cafe in uptown St. John or downtown Halifax and then be, you know, kayaking or, you know, climbing through the trees on an obstacle course within 10 minutes, right? Like those experiences are all really close to each other. Yeah, we, you know, we, we've often, we, you know, we say you can be in a, in a concert in downtown uh, or at work in downtown and, and uh, 15 minutes later, you can actually be surfing and some of the best surfing uh, that, uh, that, that we have in the Atlantic, uh, Atlantic coast. 
how much are how much are your communities? Because I know that that um, it, it, it's true of me. I live in in uptown St. John, and and from May to October, just as a, a citizen of St. John, like I I'm already missing waking up in the morning and standing at the window with a cup of coffee and watching a cruise ship come in, and kind of missing the energy that they bring into our communities. Um, how, how, how are your communities, you know, dealing with the loss of a loss of that, you know, both from that sense of the energy that outsiders bring into here and, uh, and obviously the impact that it's had on businesses. Well, for St. John, uh, Mark, you know, cruise ships come right into the heart of the city. So having essentially, uh, the Empire State Building on its side uh, pull into our harbor is pretty incredible. Um, And and the thing for me, because again, I kind of wax poetic on cruise just in that when you look at where we are geographically, when you understand that our harbor is, you know, 28 foot tides changing twice a day, it's a narrow harbor, you know, how challenging it would be for a cruise ship to get in here. Um, And also I need to say a plug here. Uh, Betty McMillan is about to retire after 30 years and Betty developed the cruise industry here for St. John and, you know, millions of cruise ship passengers later um, really changed how St. John felt about itself. Because I'll tell you, you know, we talked about Disney coming here and with the cloud kisses, um, you know, the, the ships that have been here so far are incredible. Um, there's a network of businesses that uh, support the cruise industry that are really hurting here. Um, you can imagine we have a world-class training company of Aquila Tours. And so not only do they train uh, for um, port preparedness and port readiness uh, all over the world and are the best practice, um, they also, you know, we're a living lab for them. So they practice uh, their best practices here and are doing shore excursions. And so the businesses, again, that, that come out of that. So whether it's, uh, it's, whether it's Atlantic Bus, uh, whether it is, uh, you know, bars and restaurants and retailers that are in the uptown core, uh, we send folks in buses for excursions to Hopewell Rocks and, uh, and everything within that two-hour radius. And so all of those businesses will be feeling it. It's predominantly September and October, so, um, you know, the news has been the boom, but the echo of, of, of the pain of that will be felt more in the fall. Um, it's a real, ch- it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. You know, I, I, I layer on top of that too, your, your question, Mark, about, uh, you know, just do, do our cities feel different, uh, w- with the visitors missing, uh, you know, here in Halifax, one in 27, uh, people that are in our community, uh, historically have been, they're an overnight visitor that represents 4% of our population. Um, so yeah, you, you can definitely, uh, tell that, that the visitors aren't here, but you know, the, the, there is a large population base, uh, here in our downtown core. So the city is really coming back alive. You know, I, I almost think and feel like the city right now is, um, it's kind of like you have it to yourself, but it's not dead. It, it's actually a, a really unique experience right now, um, being able to walk around the waterfront, uh, to be able to go to a restaurant without uh, a couple of days notice uh, of a reservation. Uh, you kind of feel like you're getting the best of the both worlds uh, right now, although we definitely want to see it um, uh, back with uh, with the 1 in 27 visitors. But there is um, uh, there's a silver lining right now that um, it, it's not dead here. It's it is really um, it is really coming back to life. But you still feel a, a sense, particularly in this time right now, when you when people want a little bit more space, it, you're not feeling crowded right now. Um, but you're yet you're still feeling like you're you're um, you're participating in in a in a community that's. Uh, that's uh, that's still alive or coming back to life, right? And I mean, it, it's it, it's a great point, and it makes me because it makes me think of you know what we really you know, and this is a conversation that's quite apart from the visitors we have coming in, and and maybe it plays into that idea of the Atlantic Bubble. But we our downtowns and our uptowns, in the case of St. John, have really flourished in the last you know decade, ten even ten to twenty years, and there is that kind of nice feeling of intimacy and activity, new restaurants, new bars. Um, and this is true of both St. John and Halifax, right? So that was the thing that I look to see come back in St. John the most as I walk the streets here. It's just that it's almost like that first stage, right? So we're starting to get, you know, uh, 
St. Johners and Haligonians out into the restaurants again and out into the bars again and onto the streets again. And I know we did a, a podcast conversation a couple of weeks ago around, you know, the ways in which Halifax and, and you know, in cities like St. John and Fredericton and Moncton are trying to bring back that street life, um, which is both a tourism thing and it's also just us enjoying our own communities, right? Absolutely. Well, St. John yeah. has, uh, has, St. John has really reinvented itself over the last five years. Um, you know, in a past talk that you and I had uh, with each other, Mark, I was talking about how, uh, you know, third shift back in 2016, the first iteration of that with this, like, you know, really avant-garde public art out in the evening and uh, even capitalizing on a light evening fog, if I may say, in August, <laughs> um, really had St. John looking at itself differently. And there's been this domino effect since then. You know, we've seen uh, empty buildings now turn into absolutely buzzing hubs and there's a real momentum. And, uh, you know, and it's not just happened to St. John, obviously, but COVID have put a damper on that. But what has been really interesting is to see those really well-loved spaces were the first to be repopulated. And, uh, you know, once you could go into Picaroons and Pomodori, there were people there. Uh, you know, once you could get back into Tondi for Butter Chicken Friday, people were there. And, uh, you know, we just, but we do need to be reminding uh, people to be, you know, if it's within your means, to be supporting local. And I extend that supporting local to the entire region. Um, the the energy of uh, closing a, a street in Uptown St. John has, the, you know, the idea of that has been inspired by events like Third Shift and Moonlight Bazaar and, you know, the kickoff to Area 506 E2L are all things that uh, animated our streets. Gallery Hop, uh, you know, buskers, those have have, have animated our streets and with restrictions on gathering things like that, uh, you know, they, they just can't happen in the short term. Um, you know, we, we dream about them happening again, but, uh, they have, they, those types of things have accelerated, uh, a growth and prosperity for St. John in our uptown region. I mean, we're in a time right now, and, and Ross, you would love to see this, um, uh, you know, from your old office. Uh, we have cranes in the air here in St. John, and I know that that is not something that's new for Halifax, uh, but for for St. John in recent years to see multiple cranes in the air in, you know, in a very uh, small uptown is incredibly hopeful. And that's one of the things that uh, has kind of been a beacon in the horizon uh, for me and for others that are in, uh, you know, business development and economic development. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think St. John has, um, you know, for the last maybe even 15 years has been going through, um, you know, an incredible transformation. And, and I think, um, you know, starting with the waterfront, uh, the uh, the uptown. And by the way, I have to say, uh, I, I have been so many times here in Halifax referring to our downtown as our uptown. I just want to, you know, say thank you to St. John for uh, instilling that uh, here in me. Everyone looks at me a little bit sideways when I speak about uh, our uptown uh, incorrectly here in, in Halifax. It's just one of those things that I think is ingrained into our St. John. Or, um, but, you know, I think, you know, um, mid-sized cities uh, in this country, cities like uh, Halifax, um, cities like uh, St. John, um, that, are able to capture the best of, uh, of what we are, um, are really, really the future places, uh, for our country. Um, they've got a really, I think a really sweet spot, um, for, for places to live and start a business, uh, and to make a life and a career. And, and, um, I, I, I'm, I would echo uh, what Victoria said. I think, you know, St. John has really, um, uh, really come around. And, and of course, you know, Halifax, um, you know, you, you have referenced the cranes. I think there's uh, 45 plus active cranes that just rotate around the city for the last wow. five years. It's it's kind of incredible, uh, even the last five years that I've been here, um, literally, um, uh, you know, the best of, of Halifax is still here and and uh, and a lot more population growing uh, in, in the in the very uh, um, significant uh, builds that have been going on here uh, in, in Halifax. I, I have to say, when I moved here five years ago, I was really kind of taken aback by how fast the the, um, uh, the growth has been in the region. But anyway, it's a sweet spot of, of, of the cities that we have here in, uh, in, uh, in the Maritimes. And I know too, from like, from the perspective of seeing the Atlantic uh, bubble develop, uh, Ross, 
what one of the conversations that we would have at Huddle and with because we have two two Halifax uh, new Halifax reporters who just started in the last three months actually just before COVID nineteen hit we actually expanded to Halifax uh, with a team and one of the ongoing conversations that we had was you know as New Brunswick was starting to open up and PEI was starting to open up um, Nova Scotia was obviously still still struggling, um, you know, terribly with getting, you know, the cases, um, uh, under, under control there. And, 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 and you have successfully done that and done that now that, but it was always the difficult part of that conversation was, is here's New Brunswick, a PEI opening up and it appears as though, uh, Nova, Nova Scotia isn't, isn't there yet with us. And so to see Halifax, um, and, and the regions outside of Halifax, uh, now be be with us, and so we're actually able to have this, you know, this this maritime sort of Atlantic Atlantic bubble where where we do feel like we're now kind of going in the same direction, in that positive direction towards coming through this, and you know, and, and being able to travel back and forth and 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 enjoy each other's cities, enjoy each other's towns and attractions. Yeah, you know, we we've been um, we're fortunate to be 17 straight days without uh, without a case and uh, no active cases right now. And um, I think you know all, all of us are are prepared. We understand that that um, is a really fortunate place uh, t- to be. And uh, and uh, you know, from time to time, we're going to have um, cases uh, uh, like your experience in Campbellton uh, happen. But um, you know, I, I think um, there's been a lot learned on how to manage uh, the, the spread right now of COVID and uh, communities' response and capabilities to be able to um, um, t- to deal with those outbreaks, uh, to contain them. Uh, I, I think isn't adding a- any more risk uh, as we really keep our provinces, um, um, uh, you know, close uh, right now in this in this bubble, I think um, brings the best of protecting both lives and livelihoods uh, of individuals uh, here in our communities. Yeah, I echo that. Uh, I echo that, Ross. I'll tell you that I have never I will never take for granted uh, the the joy that I feel when I receive a a request to come and visit us. Uh, You know, visiting friends and family. The the second that the Atlantic bubble announcement was made, I had a a text from a girlfriend in Halifax saying, can we come and visit next weekend? And, uh, you know, those are the types of things we'll never take for granted again. And, and I'm sure I speak for you as well, Ross, where, uh, you know, making a, uh, a booking an airline ticket to me, I, I can't wait to be able to do that. Uh, I know here in St. John that there's been um, a lot of press around uh, Derek Stanford and and Derek's work to get the uh, the airports reopened and in our sports tourism sector and our meeting convention sectors uh, you know that will be the next goal that uh, that we all see on the horizon and I suspect that'd be the case too with you in Halifax eh, Ross yeah so uh, certainly the air traffic is is incredibly important for us and uh, we're in discussions around the next markets um the safe markets uh, for us to be opening to um and and uh, on the meetings and convention side of course um uh, Halifax is a, a, a significant part of our um, of our visitation uh, around uh, the new uh, convention center that's been uh, built here and opened a couple of years ago. Um, we are actually uh, starting to host meetings again uh, here in Halifax, uh, smaller uh, meetings in uh, many of our uh, hotel uh, convention centers. Um, and I, I think we're the first in Canada right now to be um, um, uh, re- safely restarting uh, portions of that industry. So we, we're encouraged by that. We know there's a long ways to go from having uh, international conferences, um, right. but uh, the, the steps are, are working in the right direction right now. That's really hopeful, Ross. Thanks for sharing that. You and I haven't had a chance to have a conversation in a bit. And, uh, you know, those are huge drivers that, uh, you know, man on the street may not necessarily see. Um, You know, the business of tourism is gathering folks together and it's gathering folks together face to face. And, uh, you know, are the cities here in the East Coast? I mean, we're obviously a smaller city uh, here in St. John than in Halifax, but uh, that's huge business for us in the same way that we talked about, um, 
how many, you know, the domino effect of not having crews the same, the domino effect of not being able to host meetings and conventions. Um, you know, let's acknowledge that uh, that both uh, Ross's organization and ours here at Discover St. John are funded by a hotel levy. And, uh, you know, the way that we are looking at it is the hotels really will be the final piece of the puzzle to recovery. And, uh, you know, they'll be feeling, you know, they felt this immediately, you know, immediately, uh, you know, hotels around the world closed. You know, it wasn't just that they scaled down, they were closed. You know, as Ross said earlier, non-essential travel completely restricted. And, uh, and so that's been devastating for that sector. But, you know, the ripple effect of that is that, you know, if you're not staying at a hotel, then you're not going to a restaurant and you've not, you know, hopped in your car and you've not frequented, you know, gas stations and, you know, you didn't need to get your hair done before you went and did that presentation. And it just goes on and on. And, um, and, and, you know, and for us, uh, stability of organizations like ours, uh, destination marketing is inviting the rest of the world uh, to your destination through marketing, but then the other part is sales. And so it's that attraction of, and certainly Halifax and St. John are different scales, but, you know, uh, attracting national and international business uh, to your city. Um, the hotel levy is actually, you know, what keeps the lights on here at Discover St. John. And so you know, whatever we can do to start stimulating that part of the visitor economy for us will be absolutely integral to our own industry's recovery. It, it, is it too early to, to tell uh, how, how quickly and on what scale that will come back, all of that? Well, you know, we, we follow. Well, we, you know, Sorry, go ahead, Victoria. Go, no, go ahead, Ross, because I think we're about to say the same thing. Go ahead. Yeah, we, we followed what's happening around the world uh, as uh, economies have recovered, uh, what be it China, Italy. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they're, they're, they're not coming back to the full stride. We, we do fully expect that it will, it will be an extended period. Uh, and in fact, some forecasts are, uh, you know, upwards of even a year plus uh, after, uh, after COVID. Um, uh, but, um, you know, the fundamentals of our industry are absolutely solid and strong. We're going to have a very difficult period while we're in the pandemic right now, but the fundamentals of tourism and travel uh, globally are, uh, are are very solid, and uh, the long term, um, uh, you know, effect on this industry is is, uh, is is still very positive growth. Well, you're being you've been so generous with your time um, uh, chatting with me. Is, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you you want to you want to raise? No, I, I mean, I would just a, a shout out to, uh, to to all anyone that's listening in all of our communities that, um, you know, we can all make a difference in, in a, a really important sector uh, 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 of our economy and, and make a difference for people to, to get out and take the time to enjoy uh, your neighborhoods. I challenge people to think about exploring your own backyards um, and be a tourist in your own uh, province and your own uh, region in the Maritimes and uh, enjoy it while we can, while we have it kind of to ourselves right now. Um, so that, that would be my, you know, my parting thoughts and, uh, and hope for everybody that's, that's tuning in. And, and I echo it. Uh, you know, if you're listening from Nova Scotia, we all know that uh, people in New Brunswick are going to be coming over to, uh, to shop at Ikea and to have a bit of a, a larger city fix. But we invite you to come back over this way and uh, experience the beautiful Bay of Fundy and uh, the really fantastic, you know, shopping and unique bars and restaurants in St. John and in the rest of New Brunswick. Um, it really is down to all of us. If you have the means, we would really appreciate if you went out and supported. And listen, we're saying support means, you know, eat great food and uh, and shop for unique products and uh, and have a great overnight stay. You know, it's uh, it's time to bust out of the house and uh, and treat yourself. So I hope that I see lots of folks in St. John, and I know I'll be seeing you in Halifax, Ross. And I'll uh, like, I'll be seeing you in St. John soon too. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna I, and I have two I have two very short questions before we go because I'm just really really curious. Um, so question number one for both of you, and maybe I'll go to you first, Ross. Is when you can when you can travel again outside of the region, so you can take that first trip wherever, where would it be for you? Well, look, I, uh, I do uh, desperately. We want to see our families, and I think that's a common theme that, uh, that happens uh, for maritimers who uh, 
who have families in, in other provinces. So uh, that's at the absolute top of uh, our, our bucket list. We're really looking forward to, to seeing our nephews and nieces and our, our, our parents and our friends. Uh, and, uh, and likewise, I know they'll, they'll be coming and, and visiting uh, here in our region as well. I think that's, uh, yeah. that's at the top of the list for sure. How far afield are they for you, Ross? Like how, how far uh, is your so family we, flung? Well, uh, we'll, we'll be uh, predominantly uh, coming out to, uh, to St. John and Rossay and Hampton uh, and, uh, you know, uh, throughout the region. And so that we'll be having them and we'll be back and forth, I'm sure, many times uh, over the, 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 the rest of the summer and into the fall. Right. And if you had to do an exotic trip, so you're going to leave the region, where is it going to be? Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm staying here. We've had a long list of things that we want to do, uh, <laughs> here. I mean, uh, uh, we've, we've had a bucket list in Nova Scotia. We're, we're looking forward to doing a tour up to Cape Breton and down to the Armouth shores, uh, and, uh, and a lot of experiences here throughout, uh, HRM, uh, the Eastern shore and into the, uh, St. Margaret's Bay, uh, Peggy's Cove area region. It's, uh, there's, there's really so much for us to do. So we're looking forward to a staycation here as well. Right. So you, you have too long a list of, of local places to we think do. about Europe and the Caribbean. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How about you, Victoria? Uh, first, yeah. I'm going to ask you if you have that, that one exotic vacation that you would just love to do when the borders open up globally. Well, <laughs> my exotic vacation is to the Mathokas <laughs> in Ontario because not unlike Ross, it's it's being able to put my arms around my nieces and nephews. They're all growing up so fast. And I'll tell you, Instagram and, and Facebook and FaceTime is just not enough. So uh, that's about as exotic as I'd like to get. I know that my mom and dad uh, can't wait to see our kids as well because time just, you know, time goes slow and time goes fast. But uh no, of course, everybody has exotic dreams, but uh, my exotic dreams, that, that bubble has, has shrunk because I really do uh, know that I will never take for granted uh, the ability to move uh, within our beautiful country. Uh, and right. then when you're talking about uh, uh, closer to home, um, my husband and I um, you know, got in the boating life uh, last summer. And uh, I can't wait to really explore the beautiful waterways uh, here in St. John and beyond. I can't believe that I've lived in St. John for 20 years and uh, and haven't really been out on the St. John Riverway or the Kennebecasis Riverway uh, in any meaningful way. So I look forward to uh, to waking up um, moored off of one of our beautiful uh, private little coves here along the St. John River. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for, for joining me, guys. I really appreciate this. It was a delight. Really, really nice to speak with both of you. It was terrific. Great to see you. Great to hear you, Ross. All right. right. We'll see, we'll see you on a Zoom call soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Right. Take thanks, care. Mark. You've been listening to Episode 9 of Huddle Home Office. And thank you, Victoria, and thank you, Ross, for chatting with me. It was a great conversation. And thank you, Sharice, for taking me down memory lane, my, my past trips to Boston that I will not get this year. Huddle Home Office is produced by me, Mark Legere, Sharice Letson, and Tyler McLean. And you can subscribe to Huddle Home Office on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts, and just make sure that you search for Huddle Home Office uh, when you're looking for it on those platforms. And uh, thank you very much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week.